Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to Scam Wow. I'm Sue Smith. I'm Kayla Brodnick. And, and we love scams. scams. Katie, how are you doing? Hi. I am good. No, I am doing well. It, today was one of the nicest days ever. And so people are outside. You might hear them drag racing outside my apartment. Oh, no. You might hear dogs, everybody talking. Like it is super nuts out here and we're supposed to this is still during quarantine time i feel like the temperature has reached like 70 degrees and people are like what social distance we need sunshine you know so um we're fucked that's (laughs) we do need sunshine and we are fucked both of those things are correct so crazy but i can tell you that um I ate an Impossible Whopper from Burger King today. It was <gasps> so good. Mwah. I love uh, I love Burger King. Yum. And I'm still watching Vanderpump Rules. So like my <gasps> little corner of the world is great. It's consistent. Yes. Great. Consistent. I had a friend give me the best compliment ever. She saw Alan at the park and she goes, oh, you know, your wife's like a pioneer woman. She's doing so much stuff. And I was <gasps> like, that's the best compliment you could ever give this doomsday prepper. <laughs> If you guys aren't following her Instagram, oh my God, the transformations in her apartment are just... <gasps> Thank you. For a it woman in New York City... A will to live. <laughs> oh my God. The goal is to not make it look like New York City in any way. So. She paints her cabinets. She paints her Thank cabinets. You. It's crazy. That's amazing. Thank you. I want to pretend I live in like somewhere in Wales. So I'm just doing what I can. (laughs) I get it. I get it. So speaking of transformations, we have a wonderful guest on today. And she is going to tell us about a fascinating topic. She's hilarious. She's one of my friends. She is the beautiful, cool, cool, stylish, (laughs) Instagrammy, perfect uh, hair, her skin looks flawless, hard worker. She's the co-host of Take Me There podcast, which she hosts with her husband, Andrew Ford, and it's a mm-hmm. travel podcast. Um, please welcome Alex, Alex Ford. Ford. Hi. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Hi. What a delight to be here. It's just so nice to see you. so exciting. So good to see you. You look great on Skype. <laughs> <laughs> she always. <laughs> Thank always, you so much. She's so aspirational. <laughs> you guys are so nice. She's Talk so about nice. pioneer woman. <laughs> so oh, my God. Nice. Oh, my God. <sighs> anyway, Alex, what are we talking about today? Yes. Oh, girls, we are talking about the wild, wild world of counterfeit beauty. You tasked me with this this. and I, (laughs) you did, but you know, I was like, please, please, by all means. Cause you know, I, I was like, first, maybe I'll do like a travel scam, but the problem is like, I feel like travel scams are so obvious and part of why counterfeit beauty is so interesting is because it's so insidious yes. <laughs> and it's so uh, prevalent. I mean, I really 
it's like it's like where do we begin <laughs> where in in my notes i'm sort of like counterfeit beauty like why well, is it a thing the thing that got me fascinated with it was the documentary broken on netflix because in that documentary yes. they say that yes. counterfeit makeup is more prevalent than drugs <laughs> like what that's yeah crazy well it's just like counterfeit shit is right. everywhere yeah. like there's a scene in that documentary broken it's like the first episode of of a series but um in the first episode there's a part where an lapd detective is walking you through like their warehouse of seized counterfeit goods and he's like yeah this one's pills and drugs and this one's uh makeup and uh this one's bags and this one's airbags oh, yeah. and i was like who is buying counterfeit airbags yes i remember that Yes. I thought that was crazy. Yeah, they had these huge boxes yes. and they're like, and this is all Kylie. This is Anastasia Beverly Hills. Like they had their own they had as much so as like a much. drug bust of like the Kylie Jenner yes. lip kit. It's truly crazy. So let's just let's like walk it back a little bit. Cause obviously the beauty industry as we know it has changed so much from probably when we all first started buying makeup. I know like when there was a Bobby Brown counter in my town, it was like huge. It was Clinique it. for me. Yeah. I know. Clinique, and that's all we had. Oh yeah. Clinique was huge. Yep. That free gift. <laughs> gave you gotta get gift. that free gift. <laughs> remember Clinique Happy was like Oh my God. I really yeah. remember covenant yes. status symbol. Yes. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Happy was everything. Um, so like the first Sephora didn't even open in the United States until 1998. What? Wow. So now isn't that wild? Yeah. Didn't open until 98 yeah. in, in New York City. And now there are so many of them. But so in 2020, it's estimated that the beauty industry is worth $532 billion. Oh, catching Mitch. <laughs> That's so much money. So obviously, like part of why that, that goosebumps. exploded. <laughs> oh, my God. Insane. Just really insane. But so obviously, like social media is a huge part of that. Right. And the way that we've marketed beauty and find beauty products and all that stuff is so different. In Broken, they talk about uh, ColourPop, which is like a huge indie makeup brand because all these brands have started to pop up to offer customers like more variety and more like, I want to buy natural beauty. I want to buy cruelty-free beauty. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like there are lines to satisfy sort of every itch that a customer might have. And ColourPop is a really interesting one because they can take a product from an idea to something they can sell in five days. What? Which Which is is unheard of before that. Yeah. (laughs) Wild. Yeah. Truly nuts. Because they can do everything in-house and it's in LA. It's nuts. So businesses like that are also worth tons of money. So now we're going to play a game (laughs) called How Much Do You Think Kylie Cosmetics is Worth? Uh, (gasps) I'm going to say 80 billion. 80 billion. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm going to say no numbers. Five, I'm going to say 5 billion. I don't know. 5 billion. Well, you guys are both really going high, which is okay, but it's worth 900 million dollars. <laughs> it's so new though. <laughs> That's a lot. It's so new. Yeah. Huda Beauty is worth 550 million. Oh yeah. Morphe Cosmetics in their last round of fundraising had a 2.2 billion dollar valuation what? and Glossier had a 1 billion dollar valuation. That's crazy because <sighs> you think at the of the price points of some of these like um Morphe and ColourPop are vo- both very like you didn't mention Col- ColourPop but Morphe is like a cheaper brand too. So so yeah. it's all volume. Also, it's all like just selling a shit ton of the product. 
And Glossier is totally. like stuff that's basically like, is it makeup? Isn't it? It's just kind of like liquid you put on your face. Like it's I'm almost too like old not for even existing. I'm way too old for that shit. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, work. Yeah, me too. Me. But it's just like, it's like here's a swipe of a thought on your cheek and it's like yes, it's worth yes. millions of dollars. <laughs> the ones that really freak me out are like, um, I remember reading something about Farsali, which is like, a liquid moisturizer or something but it comes in an eyedropper and the way they put it on is by just like jizzing it yeah over like a face. unicorn tears i think she called it i remember i followed that yes, on instagram so for strange. a while i don't know why yeah well i mean that's an amazing segue because like part of social media marketing now is influencers mm-hmm. and the reach that they have right of like making people covet these products in a really uh, intense way. And they're also using this tactic that in the documentary they call mm. scarcity marketing, which is like them being like, oh, we only have a certain number of these lip kits and we are going to sell out of them really, really fast. It's like that's, extreme FOMO. That's the Shane Dawson conspiracy palette. Yes. So Shane Shane Dawson did a like eight part documentary about the making of his conspiracy thing his conspiracy palette and then it sold out and was unavailable for weeks but it's all because people were like this is going to sell out yeah that's exactly it's wild yeah so then like what's complicated about that is that then there are people who are like professionally there to buy them up and resell them the authentic products but then where it gets really messy is that then there are these counterfeits flooding the market but right. you have a ton of demand. You have a super limited supply. And you don't know what's yeah. real. Like, what is the go- what is the actual stuff people bought or what is the counterfeit? Because it's all, I believe they sell them all on the same platforms. Like, it's either eBay or third-party Amazon or, like, what is that, AliExpress? Like, they're all yeah. together. When I went on right. Amazon, I searched Kylie Lip Kit. And the first one said that the seller was... Kylie, all caps, and the second one said it was Kylie Cosmetics. So as a customer, it's really confusing what? to know which one is right. So um, there is a company that they highlight in Broken called Fake Spot, where you can paste the URL of any sales listing, and it basically analyzes the reviews and gives the product a letter grade to be like, this is probably a oh, C. Wow. This is pro- it's it's mostly for fake reviews as opposed to a counterfeit product amazon also i think last year or maybe the year before instituted this thing um where individual companies it was like they would invite individual companies who were having an issue with counterfeiting and enable them to delete counterfeit listing themselves and instead of having to go through this like massive approval process with amazon so hopefully that's like helping but the problem with counterfeits is like it's just a -a whack-a-mole game like there's there's no mm-hmm. way to really stop it, which is part of why it's so scary and weird, but also interesting. Mm-hmm. So we have, you know, we've got our ton of demand. We've got our limited supply. We've got our ravenous customers. We've also got customers from a huge range of socioeconomic backgrounds because oh, like, yeah. it's not just rich people want Kylie lip kits. Everybody wants a Kylie lip kit. So those are like perfect conditions for counterfeiters. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we already talked about sort of the online retail problem. There's other people who are selling it in person. So that's like your Canal Street. That's like your Santi Alley here in LA, like mall kiosks. And it's usually at a steep discount. To me, I was like, oh, maybe like, maybe a more informed consumer is like, oh, I feel like that's probably fake. But online, as we said, it is really insidious and hard to tell which one. And I, I don't blame people for buying it. 
by my heart attack. I know by my old job in New York at the Bowling Green subway station um, in Manhattan, there used to be a guy with a table every single day and he had all this makeup and he had um, <gasps> the naked eye palette. He had um, Benefit mascara and you knew it was fake, but he would, but you didn't know it was fake because what if it wasn't? And so he would sell like Benefit mascara for like $10, the, make, the naked eye palette for like $20. I got the mascara. It was fine. But after seeing this documentary, I'm like, oh, they put some bad shit in there. Well, yeah, because yeah, it's like dumb. it could be stolen, right? Like it could be yes. the real thing just stolen, which is fine, which is what you want. <laughs> That's great. You want someone else to do your dirty work and yes, you get a deep exactly. discount. That's what you want. <laughs> That's you what you want. You don't want the other stuff. No. Ugh. That's to Yeah. So to your point, Sue, the thing about counterfeit makeup that is like truly terrifying and scary is you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what's going to be in it. So here's a fun list of all the things that might be in your oh, counterfeit geez. makeup. Oh no. Uh, paint thinner. Mm. Oh Gasoline. No. Glue. <laughs> <laughs> poop. Human and animal. What? Oh, just check both Urine, boxes. Urine. Human what? and animal although urine they said is like more likely to be in counterfeit perfume than cosmetics but that they have found traces of both uh cyanide (gasps) and then heavy metals so lead mercury cadmium beryllium that stuff is usually used for color which i had no idea about but cadmium red like is a thing so is it because and i think it's because it's coming from foreign countries where there's like literally no oversight or regulation and it's really cheap yeah yeah so i would say like most of them are coming from china in terms of counterfeit cosmetics so most of them are coming from china because china's where they're making all of the packaging it's where they're making the box if it's a lipstick Mm -hmm. it's where they're making the tube if it's a, a palette that's where they're like manufacturing that um but what's really crazy is that there's like so many different levels at which this stuff is being made. Like there could be a mom and pop shop that's just like knocking off Chanel lipsticks. But what's more likely is that these are part of like big organized crime syndicates. And so there are factories like, and I say factories lately, it's like probably like women who are being like unbelievably underpaid in like rooms with no ventilation Mm -hmm. and like really, really poor sanitary situations. But so it'll be like one factory is just making the lipstick one factory is just making the tubes one factory is just making the boxes and then another one is handling the assembly of all of them and so then if one gets busted the rest can move or leave or figure oh, everything out so of the technology to make it that. yeah yeah yeah, yeah so then it's all really transportable right because these products aren't big so it's easy for them to sort of just pick up and go which makes it really really hard for law enforcement to find them and raid them so again again with the whack-a-mole it's just nuts damn, damn. it's it's really what's also crazy about cosmetics we know of counterfeit in general like counterfeit sneakers t-shirts says but cosmetics are on your face in your body like it absorbed to your skin so it's this added element of like making you sick which is what's so scary too yeah yes, that's, that's actually dangerous. my next oh. <laughs> my next piece of information is Ooh. like so here's some fun things that can happen to you if you use counterfeit cosmetics with these some like gnarly ingredients so you can get dermatitis which is like a skin infection 
you can get boils, you can get an eye infection. In some cases, people were like, I went blind. You can get a <gasps> no. blind. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Did they get yeah. blind forever? Was yeah. it temporary blindness? Now I'm like obsessed. No, it was like blind forever. Because <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. like if you put gasoline oh, in your no. eyes, it feels bad. But you know what? Before she went blind, she loved the way she looked. She <laughs> looks great doing it. <laughs> maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So you can get a rash. You can get a chemical burn. What was really scary was the idea of putting like, like counterfeit lipstick, sure. But like imagine putting like counterfeit like foundation on and then it's like everywhere and then your face is burning off um you can get swollen lips you can get other skin infections like it's bad news bears okay according to the daily mail some of the counterfeit makeup products have up to 19 times the legal limit of lead which can build up in your body and lead to lead poisoning it can make you uh miscarry or have a premature birth if you're exposed to too much lead uh if you're exposed to arsenic it can uh kill you or send you into toxic shock one, like, truly horrifying picture was, like, a girl who got a staph infection, like, on her face. Oh, jeez. I don't want to see this, it. it. Yeah. It's bad. It's oh. really bad. <sighs> e. coli. Like, truly anything that's disgusting and you don't want, it can happen to you. <laughs> and on your face. What do you think they're using the poop for, though? I'm still stuck on that. No, I think they're pooping in the factory. Yeah, I think it's like traces of poop. Also, like nobody's wearing gloves, nobody's yeah, wearing masks, yeah. nobody's wearing hairnets. You gotta poop, so, and so does your cattle. And if you're doing it, if everybody's yeah. in the same room, you know what? I didn't think of the cattle. I didn't think of the cattle. <laughs> there you go. Right, you right. Think of it. The cows that are in the fictional factories, <laughs> yeah, just walking through. I don't know where these factories are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. The cow's like, oh, is that a bottle of Vamp? <laughs> Let me just piss in it. Can I sample? Let me just piss in it. Can I just get a tester? Um, in the documentary, they did say there were chickens. So, <laughs> there were chickens. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, like, so gross. Yeah. So, another thing that really surprised me when I was looking into all of this is that there's a real trend of, like, counterfeit versus real on youtube like even james charles has two videos that's like i'm gonna test a fake james charles palette against a real james charles palette no don't no, even like don't try test it. it oh my it's god why are you putting that cat shit in your face yeah it's crazy how many of them are doing it there was also a fascinating one where i guess you can buy this like usb microscope and it would be like going like this like touching it to your eye to see the difference Ew. on your skin and i was like i don't i guess you have to make content but i don't really see why. that's what it is yeah. the content they need just more content you need to just keep shitting it out while you put it back on <laughs> yeah. your face yeah yeah um yeah so that was like truly astonishing to me um but then what was even more crazy is there's an in-style article that I recommend called Why Women Buy Knockoff Makeup, and they get into this trend of secret Facebook groups where, like, hundreds of thousands of women actively trade tips on how to buy counterfeit makeup on purpose. <sighs> this is, like, this is, like, what Claire Downs was telling us about. Claire Downs um, did an expose on fake bags, oh. and there's, like, whole Reddit groups on fake bags. Yes. And the culture and the guilt behind it. But what I'm curious about with these Facebook groups, um, are they saying to get something counterfeit because it's really good quality? Like, is it something... So, in our Claire Downs episode, basically, the bag would be made in the same factory that they would make 
uh, like Landchamp bag or something. And then this one would just be sold like on the DL. So for these counterfeit things, are they a good quality counterfeit? Is that why it's so exciting? Well, it's more like it's uh, it's like decent quality. Okay, so I would say like there's there's a few main reasons why people are doing it. One is similar to the bags, I'm sure, is like the status of the packaging. Like you want to, yeah. and I mean, honestly, some of the packaging that I saw on YouTube and in Broken, like it's almost indistinguishable. Like unless you're catching a yeah. typo yeah. or something's blurry, like it looks the same. So it's, it's really, so really hard. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to Instagram it and just be like, yeah, this is my makeup collection for sort of like street cred, I guess, like then it doesn't really matter if it's real or fake. I guess if you're not putting it on, you just want to take a picture of it. So there's that piece of it. People wanting the packaging. The other piece is like people just wanting yeah. something similar but and they're like it's not that bad like I guess it's kind of similar like and just wanting uh, something sort of close I think I did it because it's cheap or because I'm cheap and it's cheap yes but also I had no idea what the risks were until I watched this this show and like holy crap I if I would have known that it was like you know gasoline in my fucking mascara I wouldn't have bought it yeah, <laughs> to totally. take that risk. Well, I was just going to say, what's so funny with me about the packaging is that until social media, if something came in a package, you toss the package and then you use the product. But now, because of social media, everything is like every step of the process, like, oh, I purchased this. Here's my receipt. Here's the package. Here's me pulling it out of the package. Here's me putting the package on the table. Here's me taking a picture of my table with it. Like, it's, who cares? You take it, you throw the cardboard away or recycle, whatever, you, <laughs> whatever is available to you, and then you move on. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. But not it's, anymore. Not anymore. No, not anymore. Now we have to, we can't just buy something. We have to unbox it. Yes, and showcase it. Truly. But I wonder how this is going to be different. I bet in a post-COVID world. <laughs> Post-COVID world. Yeah, I don't know. What's re- What was really blowing my mind about this was that like some of the tips these women are trading, I mean, maybe not just women, people are trading on these forums are like they want their good like reliable counterfeit sellers to stay in business and if you're a seller on alibaba on ebay whatever and you get reported by sort of like a novice buyer you can lose your store online so yeah what they'll do in these facebook groups is be like i have a seller but you have to put like this note or like this referral code in your message when you buy it otherwise like you might get a Kylie lip kit, but it wouldn't have any of the branding. Like you just get it in a a nondescript box unless you tell the seller that that's what you want. What? That's so insane. The other thing, instead of selling on an Alibaba, a Wish, uh, an AliExpress, is they'll, um, they'll buy a very similar URL or a URL that would trick you into thinking that it's the foreign retail site for a brand. So something oh, might wow. be like kyliecosmetics.uk, but really you're only oh. supposed to buy from like regular Kylie Cosmetics. <sighs> oh my God, this actually reminds me, when I was an Airbnb host in Brooklyn, this dude used to stay with me Monday through Friday and I never saw him. I truly don't, know what his job was but one night we got to talking and he told me that he and his friends in college used to run these like free ipad scams where they would buy urls with typos in them so it would be like facebook with two o's 
Google with three O's or something like that. And so then when like a... <laughs> like a, an innocent elderly person who'd like made a typo landed on their page. Like they would just steal their credit card information. <gasps> oh. And he was like, yeah, we made so much money off of that. And I was like, Oh no. cool. You're evil. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. Wow. That's so, so bad. That was wild. So yeah. I asked you guys off mic before this, if it was cool, if I made like a little bit of a left turn out of the yes. makeup alley and went yes. into <laughs> counterfeit slash DIY injectables, which I love, I got to tell you guys was a wild ride to research. Take us down that alley. We'll go. We'll go anywhere. Oh my God. So I actually was on the phone with my mom and she, I was telling her, you know, a little bit of what I learned and how I was coming on the pod. And she was like, oh, well, you should talk about how uh, people want to sell fake Botox. And I was like, (laughs) excuse me? And she said, so, uh... My mom and dad used to run like a med spa. My dad is a physician and he used to do like, uh, you know, like chemical peels or like laser resurfacing if you were someone who had like scarring or burning or whatever. And they used to do Botox as well. And so they had like they would get faxes or they would get phone calls from people saying that they were uh, Botox distributors, but they were able to sell it at a really steep discount. And usually like a vial of Botox, I want to say, is ten dollars but they'd be like ours Mm -hmm. is five dollars and that was just like a tip off that they were shady but there has been like a real flood of fake botox into the american market what was really scary to me was that there are people who will buy botox or other fillers online and not know what's in them and then be like I'm capable of injecting this into my own face. That makes sense. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And like truly a nightmare because it's not cutting your own bangs. It's like you have to. No. No. (laughs) It's way different. Like you have to be such like Botox is a neurotoxin. It is a protein derived from botulism. (laughs) Like it will fuck your shit up if you don't know how to use it. And so, like, people are buying these vials online and not knowing where they're come from, coming from or what's in them. And then they'll inject their own faces and then they'll obviously uh, be, like, horribly disfigured or need to go to the emergency room immediately because they're having some mm. sort of horrible allergic reaction. But it's, like, sometimes it'll be liquid silicone, which uh, I don't think you're supposed to be, like, injecting into your face. Um, it's wild. So, um I also found a truly wild scam that happened in 2011 through 2014. So, okay, this is wild. So there's this company called SB Medical and an associated company called TC Medical. And they were based out of Toronto and Barbados. And they were fined $45 million and required to forfeit another $30 million for orchestrating a multi-year conspiracy to smuggle misbranded prescription pharmaceuticals into the U.S. So they got, they made over $33 million during these three-year period. And this is what they were bringing into the U.S. Orthopedic injections, rheumatology infusions, cosmetic devices, ophthalmology products, oncology drugs, like shit that people actually need to like get better. Wait, was it real? So it was all fake? Yes. That they were, it was all fake? Yes. And so what they would do is they were pulling it from other countries 
Then they would use fake names to sell it to buyers in the U.S. Then they would smuggle the product into the U.S. Use like lying about the context and send sending them in like really small shipments. And then once they were here, they would use drop shippers. So just like individual people who would remove any sort of packaging that indicated it was from another country. And then they would mail them out to these people that they'd sold it to the U in the U S so that it would have a U.S. return mailing address. Yeah. But they would store oh them gosh. just like in their houses, like in their basements or in their backyards. And like a lot of this shit really needs to be temperature controlled. So like not only are mm-hmm. you getting like potentially a, a counterfeit product, but you're getting like a rotten product. Oh, that's so, so sad. That's so scary. So because the, the, like I'm and it's so scary. The story that your mom told, because it's like if doctors are getting these right. products from people and sellers they trust you could have no idea what's going in your fucking totally body. like oh my so gosh. i would say like that's if wild listeners are interested in dipping their toes in the in the waters of like botox and fillers and like if that's a choice you want to make like more power to you it is well within your rights to ask the person who's doing the procedure on you to see the package and to see the vial and oh that's so smart yeah so they've done a lot of stuff as far as like uh adding serial numbers like allergan is the company i believe that makes botox and they have like a database of they know where every legit tube of botox is vial yeah so you can you can definitely authenticate your products and you should because it's really crazy (laughs) That's I mean, crazy. that makes such so much sense because here in LA, there's so many little <gasps> fucking, not even med yes. spas, but like you can get Botox anywhere. Truly. So I think that's such a good idea. Yeah. To ask. Like according to some estimates, uh, like is approximately 10% of all drugs are counterfeit. What? Isn't that nuts? Oh my God. And I will be taking drugs my whole life. I'm on meds. I'm heavily medicated. (laughs) So there might be a month where I don't make any sense because (laughs) CVS accidentally refilled the wrong thing. You got the, you got the Mexico meds. (laughs) You got the Mexico meds. Oh my God. Right. Isn't that crazy? So anyway, that's like one thing that you can do as a as a smart consumer of uh, like injectables and fillers. Um, I already mentioned Amazon Project Zero, which is that thing that like Amazon is doing to let brands delete their own counterfeits. Um, Estee Lauder has uh, I listened to there's an episode of Fat Mascara where they interview like general counsel for Estee Lauder who talks about like what they've been doing. Uh, they have confiscated like 2.6 million pieces of counterfeit products, which mm. I'm sure is a drop in the bucket. I'm yeah, sure yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Um, this year, the LAPD seized $300,000 worth of counterfeit makeup. And about two years ago, they seized $700,000 of counterfeit makeup. I'm assuming from... But it's a billion dollar yeah. industry. That's what's so frustrating. That's it's crazy. So crazy. I feel like I just keep <laughs> saying so that. That's so crazy. <laughs> It's crazy. It's true. With the injectables, I just keep thinking of like people on Botched who've had like concrete. But oh my god! Picture. No, I've never watched Botched because so I really have a fear of surgery. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why, mm-hmm. but it's scary. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's very gory. Yeah, it's a mess. So I tried to like put together a couple of takeaways for listeners who mm-hmm. might be interested Thank you. in... in Thank you. Or maybe, I mean, I'm sure your listeners are all smart and, like, know to buy from authorized retailers. But 
if the price is too good to be true on a luxury product, it probably is, which is very sad, mm-hmm. but it's true. Yeah. So, and then like mm-hmm. obviously yeah. buying from authorized retailers, but I did have, I did have a tip, which is that you can get luxury makeup at a discount. And I would say a great place to start is TJ Maxx and Marshalls because they have a relationship with Sephora. And I went on the, like, Sephora has a big, like, message board section, which I had really no idea about. And I will send you the link so you guys can put it in the show notes. But they have one called, like, TJ Maxx and Marshalls wins of Sephora products that they were able to buy at a discount at these other places. And you can get it on their website. I went on tjmaxxandmarshalls.com and they have it. And, you know, it's like Peter Thomas Roth. It's Paracone. It's... It's like the good shit. I'm glad because I thought that was... So I thought somewhere I read that the stuff at TJ Maxx or Marshall's sometimes wasn't authorized. Like sometimes it wasn't... Or was expired. Yeah, or not so great. But I'm really glad to know that that is verified now as an okay thing. Yeah. I mean, with the expiration dates, obviously you always want to be like responsible and check it. But most makeup has a shelf life of around three years. So... Hmm. They have... And all makeup has a little number on the back of it, too. Mm-hmm. There's like a little, I learned this from Jeffree Star, there's a little diagram with a, a number in it, and that's the number of months it's okay for after oh, you. Oh, fascinating. Oh, that's so neat. It's usually like really tiny, so it looks like a little makeup container on the back of it, and it'll have like a 12 or a 6 or oh, a 36. Oh, very good to know. Um Cool. And, and you're supposed to throw it away after that point. Of course, I've had my Kylie Jenner lip kit since Danielle Gibson gave it to me three years ago at my <laughs> I party. for years, I know. <laughs> I know. I probably have mascaras that are just like petri dishes, but I'm like, they work. I know. <laughs> it's so great. I know. I know. They still give you that beautiful lash. <laughs> they do. I know. Um, oh, I was just going to say, obviously, like packaging is a big tip off for counterfeits, like spelling, fonts, logos. If it's blurry, like if it looks suspicious, it probably is. And don't buy these things on the street like I did. When I mean, when the streets when are... When we're back on the street. I know, when the streets are <laughs> popping again. <laughs> Whenever you can leave your house, don't go to a street. Yeah. No, I um, when I was in college in New York City, wasted out of my mind, I wanted to buy the... Is it Terry Mugler, Mugler uh, Angel Perfume? Yes. And I was mm. so drunk, and I was like, I'm going to bargain. <laughs> and I went to the guy, I was like, I'll give you $20. And he's like, it's 30 And I was like... Uh, he's like, and I was like, oh my god, I really want it though. And he's like, okay, it's forty. <gasps> and I was like, okay, no. <laughs> and then I was like, I, I totally was blacked out. And then I got it, and it just smelled like alcohol. And I was like, wait, did he tell me it was more? And I agreed to it because I was wasted. And like, we, I like remember arguing with him and being like, let me just buy it. And it was like so stupid. Listen, oh my god, we love a bargain, yeah. but a bar, not one. For your face that's on the street, don't buy a street bargain. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. I also got scammed in college. Uh, I did like one of those, like, you know, those people in Union Scare who are like, do you need a haircut? Yes. Oh my God. I definitely gave yes. one of those assholes oh, yeah. like yes. $80 my first week in New York and I still regret it. Yes. Did you ever use all your things from it? No, I don't think I used one because once someone was like, that's a scam, I was so embarrassed that I never yeah. actually did it. And you don't want to go in those salons because then they pressure you. It's all bad news. <sighs> Yeah, so these people will stand in Union Square and be like, hey, girl, do you need a haircut? Do you want a deal on a haircut? And they'll scam you into these whole like big package things. And then when you get to the salon, they're like, we don't offer that anymore or we offer it this way or you are required to buy this much. And then it's and you end up spending more money than at the salon as well. Totally. It's wild. Um, and also, I know we all love DIY, but like, let's not inject our faces. Let's yeah. make that pack. Yes. Okay? Oh my God. <laughs> I promise. Never, ever. I I'm going to go so to your scared. dad, Alex. He has like, Ugh, your I mean, he's, figure shit he's out. so sweet. He is Aww. retired, um, but I'm sure they could make like an informed recommendation for you. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to go to like a board certified dermatologist if you're going to do anything like that. I would and I say. love the idea of, can I see the vial? Yeah. Like I would, I thought you were going to say like, oh, can I ask where they get their their supply from but really you want to see the product package yeah you want to see yeah, the and thing if allergan is like tracking every single package or whatever then that's great yeah that's very helpful mm-hmm. i remember allergan i think like they tried to launch like a class pass competitor where it was like you can go <gasps> here and get a massage and you can go here and get a manicure or you could go to these 35 places and get botox <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it was very, uh, it, it didn't feel, I guess it's not scammy. It was just kind of Intense. like SponCon pretending it's not SponCon. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, crazy. That was weird. I mean, guys, I think like the thing that really bummed me out the most about counterfeit makeup is like, obviously, like mostly women are being victimized by this. Yes. And it's like, it's the customer, but it's also like, Probably the people working in the factory. That's what I was who, like, just going to say. Have no protections whatsoever, and like are a hundred percent probably like knowingly or unknowingly working for an organized crime syndicate. And then it's like if you're buying it, where I mean, if by the time it's already reached point of sale, like the crime syndicate already has their money. But then it's like, mm-hmm. where is it going to? Right? Are, are you funding with your ten dollar lipstick like a human trafficking situation? Like you don't yes. want that on your conscience. Ooh. Well, and that was the thing with the documentary is that the whole time I just kept looking at like these women, like the women that were selling it on in their small kiosk on the street or the women in the factory. They showed that one reporter went undercover and I was so upset because they didn't at all in the documentary touch upon the fact that these clearly these people like not only is the makeup disgusting, but they are living in disgusting environments and working in these difficult compromised environments. So if the makeup is gross, they must not be taken care of at all. Like it, that yeah, really totally. was upsetting. It's like the that big New York Times expose about nail technicians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's the women that are getting scammed into buying yes. it too. Yes, totally. On the front and back this end. Is, 
all the fault of the patriarchy. It really is. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> I wrote that down. I was like, how can we end the scam? We can't. <laughs> like, unless <laughs> unless you yeah. can, like, dismantle, like, the patriarchy and, like, destroy beauty standards and, like, give everyone a living wage. Like, I don't know how you stop this because it's, like, I know it's just supply and demand, it's- baby. And they also were saying that, like, they had these, like, crime syndicates had moved on from drugs to makeup. Like, makeup was so much more lucrative. You have every age, every demographic that wants it. Like you were saying, Alex, that that was a larger market than and a more expensive, you know, product than drugs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But wait, can I say my favorite, favorite part of this documentary on Broken was Theodore... Cavararas. Yes. Oh my God. He I was really hoping you were to bring him up. PI. He was a private investigator. He sh- had like 50 different like ID cards with different um, facial hair. He had somebody specially make him. So he basically was an NYPD. He is now, I have his resume because I looked him up because he's like, oh my God. Because <laughs> I'm obsessed with him. He said his name was Ted, but it's really Theodore, just so everybody knows. Um, following his retirement from NYPD, Ted um, studied Mandarin at China's something something university. I don't want to say it wrong. Right. <laughs> he became a regional manager of an international investigations firm. He works directly with Hong Kong Customs and Public Security Bureau. He currently is the operations manager for Panoramic Consulting Limited. Ted recently was featured in the National Geographic documentary Illicit the Dark Trade on PBS. So in this interview, like he goes into basically a mall and a marketplace indoors that is set up where these vendors can sell counterfeit things within other stores, like other official stores or legitimate stores. In China, mm-hmm. right? In China, yeah. And he yeah. he goes in there and he's just this, it's a funny thing. He's such a New Yorker. He's like, who doesn't want a big fat rich guy? <laughs> he's just like, and he has like, he's like, this is my other face. This is my other face. He has like all these different facial hairs. He's <laughs> yes, just like I got a face here. I got life. a face here. Who wants a face? <laughs> I loved him. I was like, I want to watch a whole documentary on him. And he would look at this guy and be like, yep, that's counterfeit. <laughs> Just keep walking. Oh and my I'm god, like, <laughs> he was so funny because initially I was like, "No shade, dude," but like, you're the most conspicuous motherfucker I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but what he was saying is that he goes in there and dresses like a big, fat, rich American, and they don't ask him any questions. And he said it just simply works. That like the other side of this is that we've also had interviews from like NYPD and um, FBI agents that they were saying that the counterfeiters aren't necessarily the most sophisticated crime organizations as well like on the seller end like they're it might be very sophisticated in the production and the design but then at the sales end they just are people that are pretty eager to make any amount of money which also yeah says a lot about where their own personal circumstances are and that's very upsetting too but they were saying like compared to other crime compared to robbery compared to sort of like planned burglary these guys it was pretty simple to crack through because if you looked rich they'd be more than happy to meet with you and tell you all their secrets oh my god yeah yeah Yeah, it's so crazy that they're just like (sighs) there's that scene where like he goes in and it's like uh or it's like another chinese journalist who like went undercover and was like hey i want someone to make me like a billion chanel lipsticks and they were like okay just like go talk to this person on the fourth floor yes and he's like okay the fourth floor and she's like yeah go like it's no big deal buddy Crazy. It's, it's just like such a perfect storm and there really is no way to turn it off. I mean, really the only mm-hmm. choice you have is to try and shop responsibly. 
just be as informed as possible and not buy things online, which is kind of impossible or buy from like a very reputable seller. And it will probably be expensive and you'll probably have to pay shipping on it. Like it's not going to be cheap. It sucks. It sucks that uh, so much of the beauty industry is so expensive. I mean, obviously there are dupes and obviously there are like people making things at lower price points, but it... (laughs) You know, it's just like another another like example of like the broken class system in America. Uh-huh. And I guess everywhere. The patriarchy, yeah. my oh, friend. God. I'm sure that's the end of a lot of these. It's just like, well, everyone's getting fucked oh. because of capitalism and the patriarchy. Well, this is one of the scams that everybody is genuinely getting fucked. It's not like it happened and we've learned from it. It's not like they got busted. Like these are extreme operations and it's not just one or two counterfeiting companies. It's tons of companies that are counterfeiting yeah. tons of other products. It's not that they're counterfeiting what, like, I guess the Botox is like one type of thing. But when we were looking at the cosmetics, you had like a hundred different brands that were being yeah. counterfeited. And then those totally. operations. And I bet it'll be different in a post-COVID world because like people are so much more, I feel like people will be more cautious of like um, sanitary stuff and where things are coming from. Oh, yeah. I, I think it'll be different. Yeah. Right now, they're probably doing, like, I'm wondering where all the business is going right now. Like, no one's buying anything, nothing's nothing. shipping. So I was actually yeah. watching the documentary, like, really curious because they were talking about these shipping yards that are, like, unloading crates, like, a zillion at a second or whatever. And I just was shocked. Like, I wonder what's happening now. The Estee Lauder guy said like Estee Lauder and like other big companies try and do education with uh, customs agents. But it's also like think the same thing like with these people who imported like millions of fake Botox in the United States. Like they can just send really small packages to individual addresses via the U.S. Postal Service and like no one would know the difference. None the wiser. Ugh. Well, yeah, and then it showed that these, like, FBI agents are doing chemistry. Like, it's in the documentary, it showed them doing, like, chemistry in the back van. And they're like, we're going to test this product. It's just this, like, this, like, NYPD officer who's, like, suddenly doing a science experiment to see if there's lead yeah, in right. Like, how like, often this is this guy? really like, happening? Or, like, is that what he wanted to sign on yeah. for as his job? Oh, like, he's probably, like, now he's doing chemistry. And that was the thing, too, is that, like, the cosmetic chemists are employed at labs making lots of Mm -hmm. money for really nice stuff they're not gonna the government i don't think is employing enormous amounts of cosmetic technician like lab scientists oh yeah if a chemist is like oh i could get paid by a celebrity to make like a perfume line or a lipstick line like or i could work for the u.s government like i know which one i would take like in a basement yeah totally (laughs) i work for kylie five thousand things there is an episode I don't have the episode number handy, but there is an episode where Kylie Jenner takes her friend down to Santee Alley and tells her to buy (gasps) fake Kylie lip kits, and she does, but it's really funny because Kylie's in the car the whole time, but her audio is like, I'm so scared. I'm so nervous right now. And it's like, you're in the car. It's fine. She's so boring. (laughs) Wait, it's an episode of The Kardashians? No, I believe it's an episode of Life of Kylie. Life of Kylie. I couldn't even watch that show. Yeah. I will say okay last thing (laughs) oh my god um I did buy it was like a five dollar thing from like the Sephora like sale bucket on the internet I bought a mask that's in like a stick like a foundation would be or like a push-up pop and I was like why aren't all mask sticks it was so easy to put on it was so much less messy so if the beauty industry is listening (laughs) like that's what I would like yeah which obviously they are to scam while podcast 
I know. I know. They should be. <sighs> well, guys, Alex, this is great. Guys, guys where thank can you. people find your podcast? Um, you can go to takemetherepod.com. We've been recording episodes remotely. We've we've got some fun ones coming up. Um, if you want to have a little escape for your ears. So that is Take Me Their Pod on Instagram and takemetherepod.com if you want all of our guides. Uh, and you can follow me at Alexandra double underscore Ford. Do you have any like favorite episodes that people should start with? Or are Oof, they all your Yes, babies? absolutely. I would say, obviously, previous guest of the show, friend of the pod, uh, Carly Wiesel's episode about Japan is fantastic. Uh, Yoni Lotan's trip to Israel is is a fun one. Mm. Um Oh, gosh, there are so many. Oh, Brandon Lee Mulligan's about Scotland and Ireland is really magical and will make you like see it'll make you like count your blessings in a really wonderful way. Um, Those are probably some top some top three moments. But yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Great. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. It was so nice to to talk to you. Anyone other than my husband right now. I get <laughs> yes. it. I get it. You guys. And thank you guys for listening. We love you. This means a lot to us. Yes. Thank you so much. And if you have ever been scammed by counterfeit makeup, feel free to email us. Yes. We hope that you're you didn't go blind. But we don't want you to have feces in your face. But if you did, I do want to hear. I want to hear your story. <laughs> you can email us at scamwildpodcast at gmail.com. Always. Or you can call us on our hot tip hotline, which is 347-509-9414. Because, you know, we love a phone call. We sure do. And we you guys take care. Stay sane. Yes. Hang in there and message us. We're here for you. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.